0: For our last College Gridiron Showcase interview, before we pivot back to the big names of the 2022 class, Ryan Roberts spoke to William Jewell wide receiver Jaleek Jagway, who in this 2021 season finished with 66 receptions for 759 yards and four touchdowns. Before we get to that interview, though, folks, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, which of course is Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered after the football season ends. There's plenty still to bet on with basketball and hockey going on. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of your sports action this upcoming winter season. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus from basketball Football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available. Bet online where the game starts.
2: Welcome to this College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight interview powered by Frog Fuel. Frog Fuel is designed to be the most powerful protein in the world. Developed by former Navy SEALs and a Stanford biochemist, Frog Fuel's medical-grade, nanohydrolyzed collagen helps athletes Recover faster, reduce injuries, and increase strength better than whey protein. It also digests four times faster than whey isolate and is ready to drink without any mixing. Frog fuel is proudly made in America and produced by OP22 Labs, a veteran-owned nutrition company based in in Fort Worth, Texas. Of course, we down in Fort Worth, Texas, less than a month from now for the College Gridiron Showcase. Believe it is the eighth annual College Gridiron Showcase for an event that put into the NFL last year twelve guys drafted, another seventy plus that signed free agent contracts after the twenty twenty one NFL Draft. I have joining me today, Mr. Jalik Jagway, star receiver out of William Jewell College. Uh really talented football player. Kind of got all of my radar this past summer going into the fall season. Jaleek, appreciate you for hopping in, man. How's everything been going?
1: Uh it's been good. I appreciate you for having me on the show, Mr. Rhyme. Um, it's been going good, definitely though. Just uh just uh graduated college, got everything turned in, finished up, finished up my bachelor's degree. So everything's looking real good. Just looking forward to getting down to the event in Texas and, and you know, going on from there.
2: Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, and I'm excited to kind of highlight a little bit of, of what, in my opinion, makes you such a talented and dynamic football player. And I know, you know, heading down to Fort Worth, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be very impressed with what they see from you. Yes, sir. But let, let me start a little bit of the journey here. Yeah, mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, just graduated. I want to start you off. Actually, I know you're an Alabama guy originally. I want to go back to yes, high sir. school for a second. I yes, know sir. you ended up go taking the junior college route ended up at Hutch Hutchinson community college, mm-hmm. um, starred there. So take me just a little bit through, man, like a little bit of the high school stuff going in to Hutch and how that was kind of the first start to your journey here. Um, so like, uh, high school, honestly, like in high
1: school, I was really just like, um, like, like raw talent. But, um, in the mm-hmm. area that I played high school ball in, it was, it was like real competitive, competitive because I played six A football in Alabama and my high school they now seven A so that's the wow. highest classification in in Alabama football and um like the the max prep playoff ranking in high school football I think like the classification that my high school in is like number three in the country so wow. I was always playing against you know like some of the best talent. Um, at a at a high school level that I can find. So, like coming out of my senior year, I really didn't have like a lot of lot of exposure or recruitment. It was um a lot of people, not even a lot. I had a couple schools talking to me. I remember like, um, Division One wise, Eastern Kentucky. Um, they're at the FCS level. I remember them talking to me. Um, Jacksonville State kinda had interest, like South Alabama and Troy, but. I feel like those schools um, maybe only had interest because I was like an in-state kid and I could have maybe ended up being like a walk on and it would have been cheap. But I didn't really have anything big as far as any colleges looking at me. Like as far as like offers, the only like offers I had, I had um, an NAIA NAIA offer to a school called Union College in Kentucky. And I had um, I had opportunity from a school called jacksonville which is in the pioneer league and they don't even give out scholarships so um coming to like the end of my senior year i was just kind of like at a standstill point because i knew what i wanted to do but i really didn't have like everybody believing in what i could do so um it was really just like me just kind of like trying to market myself out so i was just on twitter um Couple weeks in a row, couple weekends in a row, just like trying to find JUCOs and junior colleges. Because honestly, like I didn't even have like a lot of knowledge about what junior college is, or mm-hmm. like what you can get out of it, what goes into it. I didn't have a lo- lot of knowledge about any of that stuff, let alone college ball in itself. Like I was just like a small town kid from Alabama, yeah. just playing football because that's what I love to do. So um, I was on Twitter and I had went through like a list of Mississippi JUCOs. And um it really I really wasn't hearing anything because Mississippi State, Mississippi had like an in-state rule, out-of-state rule. And then I remember um, I had came across Hutchinson's coach, um Coach Matt, and he had ended up leaving and going to Grambling State. But I remember when I came across him, I had followed him and he followed me back instantly. And I had got excited about it because that was the first coach who had actually did that. All the other coaches, when I would follow them, they would never follow me back. And it would just be like DM conversations, but they would never follow me. So Coach Mack had followed me and I sent him my film and he responded instantly. He was like, "Um, do you have any offers? Are you a qualifier, et cetera, et cetera? Just asking me like the simple questions you go coaches ask. And after I gave him the whole rundown, he told me, he was like, I'm going to put your film in front of our staff and then I'm going to be contacting you later again this week. And then I think probably like, Three or four days went by and then they gave me the offer and I didn't commit until um, January. I committed during indoor track season because I played I played multiple sports in high school and Mm -hmm. um, the recruiter, um, Coach Krause, he came to see me in Alabama at one of my track meets. And that's when I told him, like, um, if you offer one of my teammates, which is off the topic, but I told him if you offer one of my teammates, I'm going to fully commit cause it'll make me feel better coming to Kansas with somebody instead of me coming down there by myself. But from the moment that they offered me in my head, I was already committed. Like after like, that was just it. But like, same thing at the Juco route. Like when I got there, I always told myself like the first big school to offer me, that's where I was going to go just because they was the first people to actually take a chance on me. So as soon as Hutchinson offered me, like in my head, I was committed. Like, and honestly speaking, I really didn't even know nothing about Hutch Like, I didn't know it was in Kansas. I honestly didn't really even know where Kansas was, honestly. Like, <laughs> after time went along and my mama was like, um, do you know where the school is at? And I GPSed it. It was 12 hours away from home. And I was like, I didn't know that. But that's just like, it. it, it just lined up with what I wanted to do. So, like, I didn't have any, like, second guesses or anything like that. I was just going with it. And then, like, after my high school season, um, ended and everything I signed the huts on signing day. So I got to be a part of that. And, um, it was really like a great feeling for me just because like a lot of people from my high school, let alone like my hometown, they don't really, um, sign scholarships to continue to play collegiate sports. And I got to do that. The newspaper was there. Um, the news channel was there. Like it was all like a big, a big thing. So I felt real good about it. And then like, um, after that, I just kind of, like, finished up my track season, um, went to indoor. I actually did go to state for track. I um, went to state for long jump. I could have went to state for triple jump, but um, we had prom that day, so I didn't get to um, compete in sectionals. So I only mm. ended up going for long jump. And I think I ended up placing, like, fourth or fifth okay. in the state in long jump um, my senior my senior year. And granted, like, I was just real proud of myself for doing that because I started running, like, doing track my 11th grade year of high school. Like, I never ever did it um, prior to then and I went to state two years in a row for long jump so you know and um I finished top 5 both years um and that was like my first time ever doing track so I was just like kind of proud of myself cuz it was like um I really felt like I was starting to become like a higher caliber athlete cuz mm-hmm. I was doing things that I wasn't used to or I wasn't comfortable with and I was able to perform at a high level so um just like being able to do stuff like that kind of helped strengthen my mindset going into Hutch. Um, I really didn't know what to expect when I, when I went into Hutch, honestly, but like when I got there, it was honestly like a, like other people would say it as like a wake up call, but it wasn't like a wake up call for me in a bad way. It was just more so like a wake up call. Like, wow. Like it's, it's a lot of talented people here. Like I just remember getting there and like, just seeing some of the other receivers that I was competing with, like my teammates, like, like Jalen, like I mentioned, I think i talked to him about you. Like when I first seen Jalen and Marquise and some of those guys for the first time, it kind of like blew my mind. Cause I, I, I was really never used to seeing people move and cut and just do things like that at the speed they was able to do it. So when I got to Hutch, um, I kind of just turned into like a sponge, like um, mm-hmm. I learned every position in the offense and that's why I ended up making the roster my freshman year of college because I played X, Y, Z and H like I was able to do everything because I knew the whole playbook. And then on top of that, like I just wanted to learn whatever I can. So, like, I kind of just um, just listen to everything and anything that the coach would tell him, tell me, Coach Brown. And I would just kind of apply it and try to do it the best that I can. Granted, it took me you know, some time to develop and stuff like that. Cause I remember even like when I went to Hutch, um, I came in and I had a sprained ankle. So I was kind of behind from everybody else as far as like when we got into our conditioning and everything like that. But um, I honestly tell a lot of people like me going to Hutch was like the best thing for my life and my football career. Cause like, When I went out there and got around all of the other people, like it really just like increased like because I already had a dog mentality. I already had that about myself always. But like when I went out there, it increased it because like when I got around the people like that, like Jalen, Khalil, Keith, all of those dudes, they was either faster than me. They were taller, they were stronger, they were bigger. But whatever Mm -hmm. they was, I wanted to eliminate that factor from me not having it. So if they were faster than me, oh, I wanted to race them. When we was doing 110s or 60s or whatever, I wanted to compete with them that way. If they were stronger than me, okay, now let now we got to compete in the weight room. I want to squat more than you because i always been a heavy weight room fiend. Like in high school, I got the record at my high school for – um, I don't think I got it for back squat no more, but I had it for back squat. I squatted um, 405 when I was 16, and I got the receiver because we do like maxes for position groups. So I still have the power clean max for receiver since – 2015 it's still up there on the board at my high school so it's um I think it was like 285 but I was only 16 years old doing that so I know like even now like I'm in my last year of college I don't even see some people doing that now and I was doing that at a crazy young age so like if they were stronger than me I just wanted to beat them out in the weight room if they were faster I wanted to beat them out on the field and like if they had better hands I wanted to get on the jug machine like it, it really didn't matter. Like Hutch really just like put me in a mindset to where it was like I can do this and I can do this because all I had really heard um, prior to that was like a bunch of can'ts or, you know, mm-hmm. like just like synonyms that go with can't that just kind of put you in a mindset where it's like, oh, well, am I that good or am I this? But like when I got to Hutch, it kind of just solidified me and who I was and it helped me find myself
2: like in my journey. I love it, man. And there's a couple of key things that I took away from from your play style that makes a lot of sense now that I hear a little more of your background. Mm -hmm. The two things I wrote down about you were explosiveness. You talked about your track background. You talked about the jumps, right? Like that translates easily. Short area explosiveness, 100%. And then I wrote competitiveness. I felt like you you do carry yourself mm-hmm. whether it is at the catch point or it is defeating press or whatever it is. You're a very competitive football player. So those were yes, a couple of things that really stood out and kind of hearing the backstory. That's why I love doing the backstory stuff because that, that, that's where that translates for me. And yes, I sir. love hearing that. So I want to hear about the next step, man, because I've heard And you kind of mentioned a little bit, right? Like, I remember one of my first interviews I ever did was with Darwin Thompson, who was also Juco route, Utah Mm -hmm. State, played for the Kansas City Chiefs for a few years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And he talked to me a little bit about the Juco route, right? And he told me, like, he gets there and it's like dog eat dog, dude. Like, it's like, you see a lot of talented football players that just don't make it because they just don't have that. You know, they just don't have, they never develop that. So talk to me a little bit about the next step. Obviously, you experienced recruiting for the second time. What was it about William Jewell College that really stood out to you? And how did that kind of how did that opportunity present itself to you?
1: okay Um,
2: coming out of my
1: sophomore year at JUCO. Um, so I was always um, what they consider like a classroom guy. I was never like mm-hmm. one of the people who had issues with classroom credits. Uh, hours attended hours showing up. I never had none of those issues just because like, um, I'm first generation African in the United States. My dad came to the, uh, to the States when he was 18 or 19. And he came over here for, um, a scholarship to play soccer at UAH. And then my mom, um, she's from town Creek, Alabama, which is a small town. So, um, just both of my parents coming from like literally nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. certain things were automatically distilled into me growing up. Like I remember growing up in my, like being a second grade, third grade and like me and my, like my daddy used to have me and my brother who was a year younger than me. He used to put like timetables in front of us, multiplication timetables. And we used to have to compete and see who would get the most right, um, for whatever the prize was that my daddy would give us. So like stuff like that. So I never had none of those issues. So like, I actually could have left Juco, um, in December and graduated and, and, you know, went, went on. But, um, at the time that, um, when that time had came the schools, that was talking to me, um, the amount of money that they were trying to give me for the scholarship wasn't, um, meeting what I thought my, you know, like my play was like the money was, um, the money was cool. And it was a blessing to get those offers. But, um, like I told you, because of where I come from and the people I've played against, I always held myself to a certain standard. So I always felt like I should be um, awarded in a such uh, a certain type of scholarship. So I um, came back to Hutch for the spring semester to try to, like, hold out a little bit to see, like, what more interest I could get. So um, when I came back in the spring semester, it was a lot of. adversity that I had ended up facing because of just like a lot of the stuff, um, that was going on, like inside of Hutchison's program, there's a lot of changes going on and just a lot of stuff that was happening. So, um, honestly, like in that semester, I really got like, like zero to none in terms of recruitment. Like I remember, um, Southwestern Oklahoma state, uh, coach Hennessy he was really like one of them. And then I had a coach at Eastern, um, Eastern New Mexico. Those were, um, two, two good programs, but those was really like the only two schools that was honestly like, you know, talking to me. So when the spring semester ended, um, the money that those two schools had for me at the time that they first started talking to me, they didn't have that same money anymore. So then I was at a point where it was like, um, I really don't know, like, what I want to do right now. And I contemplated, like, stepping away from ball for a second, just trying to figure things out. But, like, that whole summer I left Alabama and I was in Minnesota the whole summer. So I was in another uncomfortable position being away from everything that I knew just, like, when I went to Hutch. And um, I was working a job. I was working at Sprint. You know, um, I had a membership at the YMCA, so I would work from, like, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day, get off of work and I would go to the gym at like four or five and then I would work out. So I was literally doing everything on my own the whole summer leading into the 2019 fall, which was honestly my biggest football season that I've ever had in my life. Um, But at that time, I didn't really have nothing going on. I remember um, talking to UTEP and that was kind of like the only school who I had got in talks with during that summertime because like i was honestly just scattering trying to find a school to get into for before camp um Mm -hmm. utep had extended me an offer as a pwo and um i was gonna commit take the offer and i was gonna end up going to utep but my coach coach brown the receiver coach at hutch who was ended up being my mentor throughout my whole college career he's still in my corner now and he's the person who helps me out with nearly damn near everything when it comes to like the football and life and everything else but he was just like you know just like like talking to me from like really like just like low-key like an uncle to nephew type of type of way like he was just telling me like i know you want to go d1 i know that's every juco kid dream i know that's every high school kid's dream but he always taught me look at it from a business standpoint like football is a business this isn't like You don't need to let your feelings get involved with this decision you're making because this decision is like the next biggest decision of your life. And um, he had a coach, good friend of his, Coach Harper, who that's like I look at Coach Harper like really like an uncle to me now. That's my coach here at Jewel. Um, He was here at Jewel. He had came from uh, Oklahoma. He had coached at Fort Scott. So um, I trusted him pairing me up with Coach Harper because Coach Harper had a great background. He coached in the same conference I was coming from. So I knew he knew talent and I knew he knew how to coach a dog, you know, and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So, um, the time had came and it was, it was the end of July and Jewel had, after I committed to UTEP, Jewel had offered me, um, 90% in scholarship money, which was almost a full ride. And I had never even been in no situation like that. So, Um, I had just like took some time. I think I had took like three days and I just like at the time I had a girlfriend. So I just talked to her about it. And like, really, that was it. Like I didn't talk to my mom, like not even with the hush thing. Like I never included my parents in none of my decisions because they were my decisions. I never wanted to be influenced by the outside world and what I want to do to do for my life. Because, you know, people are always going to tell you what they think is best for you. But I wanted to control my own destiny. So, um, like just talking to her and just you know, making it a business decision. I just decided to go to Jewel because it was the best thing for me. And um, they kind of Coach Harper and Coach Brown. They also mapped out like they just gave me the whole blueprint. Like they told me they was like, because um, the biggest thing for me with switching from UTEP to Jewel was I told them I was like, I want to go to the NFL. Like I want to go play professional football. Like that's my dream, and that's what that's what I have you know set forth on my mind because I feel like I can do it and I know I can do it. So they told me they was like. But you can go to Alabama, you can go to Auburn, you can go to Oregon, you can go anywhere. If you don't have no film, and if you don't go run a good 40, you're not gonna get your opportunity to go to the NFL, regardless of where you're at. So they told me, like, you can go to Jewel, get a hundred targets, you're gonna be the number one person in the offense, you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that, you're gonna get this opportunity. And I just took that into consideration and I just went with it. And um all of it paid off. And when I came to Jewel, Honestly, what I had on my mind, like I wanted to come to Jewel and like just be something different. Like I wanted to be kind of like um, I shared a, a, a I quoted a tweet on Twitter yesterday that I've seen. And it was like um, followers never know what the leaders have to go through to create the path for the people that's coming in behind them. I just wanted to come in and do something nobody has ever done. Like nobody in the history of Jewel has had double digit scouts come through and see them you know, in in a semester like this semester, I had over 15 to 20 scouts come through to see me personally. And, um, Joe has never, ever had anything like that ever happen. Um, I just wanted to do something like that, um, kick down doors for people who's never had opportunities, open doors for people who probably never even thought that they could do something and just show people all around the States. Cause, um, obviously everybody just, everybody really kind of has the mindset D one or nothing you know, big or bust, like stuff like that. I wanted to just show people like, you know, you can take control of your destiny and you can do things coming from smaller places. Like you don't always have to go to Alabama or Texas State, UTEP, Southern Miss, anywhere. Like you don't have to go to this super big crazy school for you to get an opportunity. So um that's kind of that was really it when it came to me switching from UTEP to Jewel, And then on top of that, I just wanted to get my degree. Like I just because I had just got my associates and um, like it hasn't been nobody in my household, household graduate college. So like I'm first generation. So I really wanted to attain my degree. And on top of that, I just wanted to get an opportunity to go play football at the next level.
2: For sure. And obviously, you have that opportunity coming very soon. And just for people that haven't maybe caught up with your career, I would go take a look at just kind of the profile a little bit and see some of the successes that you have had. You know, obviously, you had a dynamic first year in 2019. And then we talked a little bit about before we started. Obviously, you had the abbreviated 2020 spring. You know, that season got pushed in the spring, but you had over 100 plus you know, yards receiving every single game. And you yes, were sir. a dominant player in that ga- in that uh, conference, obviously. And then this year again you averaged, I think it was six six and a half catches a game over 70 yeah. yards a game. So you had yes, another successful year. Talk to me a little bit, Jalik, about your improvements as a football player. Because you talked about, you know, that you ha- you have that dog in you. You're constantly improving. You want it to be faster, stronger than everybody you've kind of gone against when you saw yes, a sir. touch and all that good stuff. What do you feel like looking back on it, your biggest improvements as a football player from when you first stepped foot, maybe at Hutchinson until, or even William Jewell until Mm -hmm. where you are now?
1: Um, Honestly, I think like biggest improvements from like, I'll tell you both of them, like from Jewell to now and Hush to now, like from Hush to now, I'm a completely different receiver than Mm -hmm. I was. Like I'm 10 times more faster. I think I grew like two more inches. I'm way (laughs) bigger. Like, I've because I, like I literally just figured out myself. So literally everything from when I got to Hutch, from hands, concentration, tracking the ball over the so- shoulder, high pointing the ball, um, catching the ball, getting up field, my yak, my run after the catch, um, not going down on first contact. Everything is different from when I was a freshman um, until this point now. Now, um, from when I first got to Jewel, and now, um when I first got to jewel i was i was um i was a lot more slimmer than I was these um past two seasons so like my first season at Jewel, i played the season at like one eighty seven one eighty eight and um like my body type like my body frame i'm i'm like a two hundred i'm like a two hundred frame guy like the heaviest item being at jewel was like two oh eight so I can kind of push it to get to that two ten area. Um, kind of like um like Jarvis Landry type of build, Debo Samuel, like those type of dudes. Um, but like from when I first got to Jewel, I was really at that same time, I was still like very, very raw talent. Like it really wasn't a lot of stuff that I was doing um from like a knowledge standpoint. I was just kind of just taking from what I learned at the JUCO level and just applying it there. And like when I had got to Jewel, I kinda um honestly like I just had the demeanor that Um, I just didn't really think nobody could could just just could stick with me, honestly, just because I was coming from what we call um, the SEC of JUCOs. So I really like when I got to Jewel. honestly, I think my 2019 season was so successful, not because I was the best player out there or I was just this far in a gap in athleticism or this and that. I honestly just think it was because, like, of what I thought about myself. Like, game in and game out, when I would see the scout report, like, I didn't think anybody could check me. Like, I was – I respected all of my competition. I respected all my DBs, like, um, the ones that I've went against, even, like, after the game this year, 2019, all of that. I've always had conversations with the DBs after the game. They always give me respect. I always give them respect, and I tell them it was a great battle. But um, as far as preparations for the game, like during the weekend practice, looking at the scouting for stuff like that. Like I always just like carried myself as if I was the man. Like I didn't think that anybody could stop me. And I didn't think that anybody was um well enough prepared to stop me. Cause I would always watch a lot of film and like, I would just watch techniques. Like I would just watch what DBs do. How do they perform against this guy? Okay. How do they play against a short receiver? How do they play against a big receiver? How do they play against a receiver with my body type and stuff like that? So. Um, when I got to Jewel and ending in Jewel, I think like one of the biggest improvements I I made was becoming a bigger student of the game. Like just figuring out, okay, they do this on third down. So like this year, um, I knew every single time it was third down, I know the teams are going to blitz us. Like I knew that game in and game out, everybody's going to heat my quarterback up. So everything has to happen faster. So, um, also I think like my releases got better. And I got more aggressive. Like when I first got to Jewel, I was kind of more of like a finesse guy just because I hadn't ever been able to be a finesse guy. I was more of a power guy. So I tried to be more of a finesse guy because I wanted to learn that element of my game so I can apply it to what I already had in my game. So then after 2019, I had figured that, you know, finesse is cool, but I have that figured out now. So the spring season and going into my senior season, I wanted to be more of like a power person, just downhill, going straight at them, like not going around them, just trying to go through them because I have like a size advantage. So that was really like one of the things that I worked on this year, um, improving on. And then um, lastly, one of the things that I tried to improve on the most was making my run plays look like pass plays. I wanted to come off the ball the same Every single time the ball was snapped. Granted, um, granted, you know it didn't always look like that. Um, I played a I played a good amount of snaps this year because um, I had I had a younger team this year. I had a, a real a real young team. I think we played more freshmen and sophomores and stuff like that in the conference than any other team in the conference. Like, um, and then my whole team this year was honestly new, like um, new quarterback, new O line. Um, We had a lot of injuries throughout the year. Um, I think we've ended up finishing this year with probably like 50 players, 50 to 60 players. And we started with 98, 99, I want to say. So, you know, it was just like a lot of adversity the whole year. So um, I kind of just tried to stay myself because I know when stuff like that goes on, it's very easy for you to fall out of your ways and start pointing the finger here. Or here, or blaming this person, this person, this coach or this coach. But I tried to um, take what everything that was going on and just like kind of increase my play and increase what I had going on on the field.
2: And again, this is a College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight Interview, powered by Frog Fuel, bringing you an inside look into Jalik Jagway, star wide receiver out of William Jewell College, coming down to Fort Worth, Texas, very soon. Here, uh, Jalik, I only have a couple That's more right. questions for you, man. I, obviously, I want to ask about the events. Yeah, obviously, you got the invite mm-hmm. to come down to Fort Worth, showcase yourself. Yes, You've sir. been averaging over 130 NFL scouts over the past couple years, so you're yes, going have a sir. lot of attention, a lot of looks. I want to ask you just about the privilege that you have to be invited to the event and what you're excited to show to scouts specifically when you get down here in, you know, just in the the new year, very soon. Um, Privilege,
1: privilege wise. um, Honestly, it's like that's this is really um, like one of the biggest blessings that I've really like received this year. Like I know, like um, having all the scouts come in and stuff like that, like that's very major. Um, especially coming from where I'm coming from because um, I remember one of the scouts telling me earlier in the year, like, he's been scouting this area for 10, 10, 15 years, and he's never came to my school. So um, figuring, like, hearing stuff like that this year, like, this year is honestly just – I've just been thankful the whole year, and I've just been taking everything one day at a time. But um, when I received the invite for this bowl, um, I was most ecstatic about it because I wasn't – I honestly wasn't sure, like, what type of opportunities I would get. Um, as far as senior bowls go, because um, you can always believe in yourself, but um, somebody might not always see what you see or somebody might not always think you're worth taking that shot. So um, I'm honestly um, I'm, I'm honestly honored because um, I get to come down there and be a part of the event and get to compete with some great guys. But um, as far as what I want to do when I come down there, I just really want to show like all of the scouts um, who I am, um, talk to them personally let them learn more about me um, just so they see like I'm a I'm a um, honest young man, good man with my head spread on straight. Um, I want them to know that I come from like a good family. Like my mama raised me right. My daddy did good taking care of me. Um, I want them to be able to know all of that. And I also want them to see that um, like what I have done in these past three years um, isn't just like me doing this because of where I'm at. Like I'll be feeling sometimes like a lot of the people that, um, have certain accolades, certain achievements, certain stuff like that. I honestly be feeling like some of them, um, got to do some of these things because of the location they were at. And I feel like me coming from, um, where I'm coming from, like, um, we only had one win in the past three years and, I still accomplished this, that, and that. And a lot of people, when stuff like that goes down, they start to lose their their courageousness. They start to lose, you feel me, their dog in them. They start to second guess themselves. Oh, well, maybe if I, if I was playing better, we would be winning more and stuff like that. But, you know, football is a team sport. It takes all 11 guys for things to go good. So I just want to show them, like, um, that I'm, like, a real diamond in the rough because, like, I really be feeling like um, I'm, like, going to end up being one of the the biggest under-the-radar small school guys in this upcoming year's draft, and I just want to show them that in person because um, I know, like, it might be, like, underplayed a little bit because I'm coming from the GLVC, but G, um, a lot of the guys in the GLVC also have good talent, and I've seen a lot of them go to bigger places, transfer to big schools, even, like, um, two guys from the 2019 season that I played against, both of them got picked up. In, um in that year's draft class. So I really just want to show them that I can compete against people from other schools, um, no matter what helmet they got on or, you know, how big the school is, how many how many full ride scholarships the school has. Um, I just want to show them that I can come and perform at a high level, no matter what the circumstances are that's placed in front of me.
2: And I know we're very excited for you to get in front of those scouts, both from, again, the personal level, being able to interview with them, mm-hmm. getting the medicals, getting the, the height, weights, all that good stuff, getting on the field and showcasing the player that you are. i kind of my last question for you, Jalik, is of course, I know that it's been a long journey for you. I'm sure it's been a long time coming and, and you've probably had this dream to play professional football for a long time. So my last question is a two parter. one, How long has it been a dream to be a professional athlete, potentially? And number two is just what type of blessing is it going to be just a few months from now? You can officially finally call yourself a professional athlete and live out that dream. Yes, sir. Um,
1: Honestly, it's been a dream for a long time. Like I remember um, like not too long ago, my mama sending me like some old baby pictures when I was a baby, like I had a football in my hand. So. Um, It's honestly been a dream for a long time. Um, Granted, like I really didn't grow up. um, I didn't grow up the most football oriented because, um, like I said, my dad came over here from Africa um, Mm -hmm. when he was 19. So um, I kind of I kind of grew up, quote unquote, immigrant ish just because like I was growing up under the customs and values of an African parent. Like my dad is from um, Kampala, Uganda. And I'm his firstborn son. I'm both of my parents' firstborn child. So everything for me, honestly, was kind of like different than it is for like my younger siblings. Like, I feel like, um, you know, like just I just feel like a lot of things had to happen um, mm-hmm. the way they happened because of who I am and because of um, the type of life that um, I'm coming from with my family. Like, um, I remember when I was 14, um, I had a cousin who had passed away and he had a heavy dream. Like I remember him, um, telling me, like, he wanted to go to Alabama play football and his favorite team was the Cowboys. He was a big Des Bryant fan, fan. Um, he always wore 88. Um, and he wanted to go and play professional football and do literally everything that I'm doing now. Um, and he ended up passing away when I was 15. And, um, that moment in my life really kind of um struck something in me because um his dream came up short because of you know outstanding circ- circumstances it was something that he couldn't control um so i just when that happened honestly i kind of i kind of started taking everything a lot more aggressively like cuz i was already serious about it but i think when i was younger i used to let people's comments Um, alter what I was thinking about myself. Like um, I used to tell people I wanted to be an NFL player when I was younger, but I would always hear this, that and the other. So it would kind of alter what I would think about it. But um, when my cousin had passed away, I kind of like devoted it to him and like vowed to him. Like I remember just like low key, like two years ago when I had went to see him at his headstone, I told him like, like, I'm, I'm going to make it happen for you. Like, you're going to get to see your dream come true. you just going to have to live it through me. So like when that went on, like I kind of just took it um, like a I already had a chip on my shoulder being African and just like, you know, just being different from because like I didn't really grow up around any African kids for real. Like everybody where I'm from, they're 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 from there like majority Mm -hmm. of the people that I was around coming up they're from there. Like I was like a standout where I'm from. So I made that a bigger chip on my shoulder and I'm like, I got to go harder. I got to do this. I got to do that because I want to make sure that this happens so that me and my cousin can both, um, both live this out. Now, as far as like when the moment happens, when I get my opportunity and I'm in the league, um, I don't know. Cause even like me just graduating college, like I'm still shocked about that. just, you know like and i ain't even got my my bachelor's you know the piece of paper yet but i i've seen the grade like i finished with a uh, with a b in the class so like i know that i did it but like i'm still astonished about that just because like um like you know you you always like dream about this stuff and you always see it in your head and stuff like that but when it happens like you just be like wow like 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 it's just like like a breathtaking moment and then like i know like i'll probably just be like lost for words honestly because um i think like my path it's kind kind of similar to one of my close friends, um, Jerry Jacobs. I like I feel like my path is kind of similar to his. Like we went to hutch together, and um, he was one of those guys that I seen when I got the hutch, and I was like, wow, like this dude's like a crazy freak athlete. But um, I've just been talking to him a lot lately, um, and just telling him how proud I am of him. Um, you know, accomplishing his goals, but he still got a lot more to accomplish that I know he will accomplish. But just him getting there kicking the door down. Like honestly, when I seen Jerry get in there um and start and see him make plays on Sunday, like when I've just been seeing all of that, it's kind of um honestly just been giving me more and more motivation, um, telling me that I know that I can do it. Cause me and Jerry literally use the same bathroom, same locker room, same facility, ate the same nasty calf food and everything else. So like he just talks to me a lot and he just be telling me go get it. Like if I want to do it, I can do it. Like you know, I'm in control of it. Like I'm the person that's doing all the work and stuff like that. So, um, it's just, it's, it's just going to be a blessing, honestly. Like I probably, um, I probably won't even believe it for like the first day or two. Like, it'll just be so surreal to me just because everything that I've had to face in my life, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy excited for it, especially, um, just like everything coming up. I'm excited to get to the bowl game, to come down there and compete. And then after the bowl game, um, get to Miami to start training for the draft. I'm just excited for these next um, couple months. And then my birthday is on the 8th. So I'm going to be down there for the bowl game um, nice. for my birthday. And I, I just feel like um, year 23 because um, I'm turning 23. I'm still I'm still fairly young for real for real. I know a lot of guys um, at the D2 level, especially they be um, a lot older because um, they went D2 because they ran out of clock. But. I went straight through high school, never red all the way through. So I feel like um, you're twenty three. Like like that's that's going to end up being like a lucky number for me um, just for everything that's going to come my way for the age of twenty
2: three. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great note on Jerry there, too. He's done a really good job for the Lions, like you said, as well. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm really excited again. This is a College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight interview powered by Frog Fuel. Make sure to check out Fraudfield for all the latest and great products Fraudfield is putting out there. Again, joined by Jaleek Jagway, star receiver out of William Jewell College. He'll be down with me in the College Gridiron Showcase here in only a couple weeks. Jaleek, this was awesome, man. Really appreciate everything, and I look forward to seeing you down in Fort Worth, my man.
1: Yes, sir. I appreciate you, sir. Thanks for the opportunity.